G'day punters and welcome to the Coast Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 24. I'm John Barker and joining me as usual, winning Daniel Nuttall. Joel, as I've written in Winning Post and Best Bets this week, we've long got used to the foreigners coming and raiding our big cups, the Caulfield Cup and the Melbourne Cup in Melbourne in spring. Not so much the Cox Plate, which has long been the Australasian Wait for Age Championship, and the Australasians have managed mainly to uh, hold on to it. But I guess that uh, might have been aided by the presence of those four years. The last two Cox Plates that Winks did not contest were both won by Northern Hemisphere and even while Winks was running, the minor placings were often filled by those foreign raiders. And we've got our biggest representation, well, equal biggest uh, three runners, Northern Hemisphere on Saturday. A fourth runner, if Buckhurst gets to run. We've also got Sir Dragon A, who uh, is to all intents and purposes an overseas runner, although now trained by Ma and Eustace. Can we keep the trophy at home this year, Joel? Yeah, well, it's, they've really sort of come out in force, haven't they, this year? Uh, and it looks up for the taking. Um, you know, I don't think there's any standout. Sort of, you know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, we were thinking Russian Camelot. Uh, how far, but uh, then he gets overturned by Acadia Queen, does a few things wrong in the run, draws the outside gate for Saturday. So, yeah, look, I think the internationals certainly have a good chance. Um, I think the locals can repel them, but uh, you know, I guess um, a bit of rain expected might play into a, certainly a couple of their hands. Um, seeming like Sir Dragon A and I think Armoury, I think they'll both handle wet tracks, so It'll be interesting to see just how much uh, how much rain we get, but that could certainly bring them right into the mix. It certainly is interesting. It will be interesting to see how much rain we get. It seems that every week we've had forecasts for uh, an inch of rain uh, on Friday night, Saturday. Uh, once we got a fair bit of rain. Uh, the other time we didn't get any at all and started on a good four. Daniel, I, I see despite Joel... Uh, Paying lip service to the overseas horses, I'm having a look at his tips here, and the all four are local. Uh, but uh, you've uh, gone out there and uh, you've got one of the uh, overseas horses on top without uh, spoiling it just yet. Yeah, I do. But look, I agree with Joel. I think it's pretty even um, between internationals and and the locally trained horses. Um, the rain will certainly play a f- play a factor. Um, the couple of the the more fancied overseas runners certainly enjoying the sting out of the ground, but I think overall it's a very even contest. Plenty of form lines to um, dissect, and um, another ripping Cox played a very competitive race as we, as we uh, always hope every year. All right, we will take you right through the um, black fight on the on Saturday's Mooney Valley card any minute now. Um, but first, we'll head to the first Group 1 of the weekend, a massive weekend of racing. It is two around Australasia. And I speak of the Manicato Stakes at Mooney Valley on Friday night, um, which is a race eight. Just uh, apologies because my connection has just dropped out. 
Um, but it is going to be race eight at Mooney Valley on Friday night. It's worth a million bucks. Joel, mm-hmm. it is 1,200 metres at Wait for Age. What do you like here? Yeah, look, I've gone with number one trekking. He's just got to handle the backup and the uh, obviously, you know, he's been up and down the highway. So if he handles that, I think he's the one to beat. He's going great guns. The Moyer Sakes run was excellent. He was closing hard on Pippi and then he ran right up to that in the Everest. Another cracking run in that race. He was placed 12 months ago and uh, almost placed again. Finished fourth, nab on the line. So he's going really well. I think he's the one to beat. I think two Haydocks just about ready. Goes well at the Valley. His Moyer run was okay from a wide gate. I think he can get closer to the pace, out to 1,200 metres. And he was certainly coming again there on the line in the Scalacci. Four Splintex, also out of that Scalacci. I thought, uh, yeah, he was okay. He was only beating the length. Speaking to Mark Newnham earlier in the week, he's pretty confident this horse can run a cheeky race and certainly belies, uh, what is he, about $34 price. So, And if we get a bit of rain, that'll help him. And in for fourth, I couldn't leave Pippi out. She's got to get 1,200 at this level, which is the, the test. She has won at 1,200, of course, a couple of times. But um, this is a bit stronger. But she was very good in the Moya first up. And, yeah, she's hard to fault. So I'm one on top from two, four, and eight. Uh, what about you, Daniel? Yeah, I'm two with trekking. Um, obviously, at the quick back off in a, in a quick Everest last weekend. I thought he was very good in the second year running in the race. Um, he ran third of this in the Everest last year. Thought he can turn the tables on Pippi, who um, beat him home in the Moya. First up, 1,200 metres. Um, suits him more than it does Pippi, I think, trekking. And, yeah, just flying this horse. Is a group one winner at 1,200 metres in the Goodwood early this year. <clears throat> Went third up. So um, probably short enough. Uh, trekking at the moment at 350, but I'm going to have him on top. Diamond F of the 10. I've been with her all preparation. She's um, She hasn't really – she's only won the one of three this time in, but she hasn't really let me down or any of her backers down. She was three wide the trip in the Scalacci. Dirty work had the last crack of the, her and um, got, it, got her on the line. She was really good with that luck in the Moyer Stakes. Two back, a wet track. Uh, rain expected to start on Friday night and sort of um, fall throughout the meeting. So if the soft five, six or, or even worse, um, it'll certainly suit her. She goes a leg in the in the um, in those conditions. So I'll be having each way saver on her. Uh, main bet trekking. Bella Vella nine, the nine. You seldom runs poorly. Loves Mooney Valley and... Um, with a bit of touch of luck from the draw, she can add a second group one to her CV and Pippi in next. Uh, like Joel, sort of a little bit of a queer out at 1,200 metres at this level. Um, 1,000 metres, just far too quick for him. The wet track, the likely wet track won't hurt her cause. But, yeah, I just think there's a couple better, a few better at 1,200 metres um, at this level. One, ten, nine, and 8. Yeah, I went for Bella Vella out of uh, the Moya. Obviously, Australia's most improved mayor, you'd have to say. Um, and certainly it's going to be suited setting up to the 1,200 metres. And as you mentioned, Daniel does love the Valley. Brooklyn Hustle, Diamond Effort and Dirty Work, my others. So I've got 9, 11, 10 and 6. Any further and better particulars about the Mooney Valley Friday night meeting, Joel? Uh, it's not packed full of quality, the rest of the meeting, but uh, I like Adelaide Ace, race seven, number two. He's been ticking along pretty well. Three runs all at 1,400. He's been desperate for further. He only goes up 100 metres, but he does drop back a bit in class. I think he's ready to win. And I like Wagner, race three, number seven, on, a, on an each-way basis, I think can run well.
Human nature, um, I'm pretty keen on in race five in the 9.55 metre, the 55-second challenge. Um, he was first up in this race, the first heat of the race of, of the season. Uh, ran on strongly behind Al Ferrara, then went to Sydney, did a bit wrong there. Back to Mooney Valley, he does enjoy this track and and trip. He's drawn much better than he had than he did in that um, first up run at Mooney Valley. He's drawn four. I think he'll settle much closer to the action just off the speed and Chase down Sartorial Splendor in the straight, who um, resumes here first up. So Human Nature, my best of the night, race five, number eight. The value comes up earlier in the card. Race two, uh, Nerve, not Verve. Ticking over nicely this preparation. Now third up, was excellent in the listed race and third up over this trip. Last time in and has, importantly, won over the track and trip, Mooney Valley, um, 2,040 metres before. So about $7, I can entertain Nerve, not Verve, each way in the in the second race. I'm with Joel for the best race, seven, number two, Adelaide Ace. And uh, Human Nature obviously hard to beat in the fifth, but I did find one to beat it, and that is number seven, Sartorial Splendor. Switching over now to Saturday's racing at the Valley. We'll take you through the black, uh, through the black type. And, in fact, we'll start with one that isn't black type, but it is uh, worth half a million. It is the English Banner. For the two-year-olds over a thousand metres, obviously restricted to horses sold at the English sales. Fifteen to face the starter. We have seen only three of them before. Joel, what did you like the trials jump outs, or perhaps you thought one of those three could improve? Yeah, I've gone with the all the newcomers. Uh, I think Kieran Ma and David Eustace have a strong hand. I've gone with nine. The art of flying. Uh, market suggests might not be the pick of the bunch, but. I've quite liked his jump outs at Sandown and Caulfield, and he's drawn well. I think he's, uh, yeah, he's come up longer odds than I thought, so I can back him each way. Five predetermined uh, from the Corstens yard. I thought jumped out pretty well at Flemington, sat three wide on speed and kept going well. A seven son of Mercury, possibly the pick of the Mar Eustace team. Mark Zara has been doing a fair bit of work on the most of these and the jump outs, and he's opted for this one. Of course, he was aboard Fake Love at Caulfield. Uh, last week, so he's uh, I think good enough to run well. Number seven and six, River Views won his jump out at Flemington pretty well, leading throughout nine, five, seven, and six. Yeah, not too much of a strong opinion here. I'm, I'm going to have a small each way play on the 11 Capital Raider. Um, one of the Marin Eustace runners, Michael Poy, takes her eye drawn well in barrier one. Um, look, wasn't asked to do a whole lot in her jump out, but I, I really like the way. Um, she went about things there, despite crossing the line without under very little um, urging from the rider. Daughter of Capitalist, of course, the first season sire. Got off to a good start. Captivant winning um, Victory Vane last week in Sydney. So at, a, at a, around 20 to 1, I thought a couple each way on Capital Raider might be a good play in the race. The 14, Sneaky 5, um, another the stable mate. Um, a bit more expensive. This one was 305000 She uh, also did it pretty easy in her jump outs. Seven and the six fill the number fill the third and fourth. Sun of Mercury and River Views. Eleven, fourteen, seven and six. I went for the second emergency here. Dosh, uh, if she doesn't get a run, I will be with Tempest Charm number fifteen. River Views and Gossettino, my others, seventeen, fifteen, six and twelve. Race three at the Valley on Saturday. PFD Food Services Red Anchor Stakes. Set weights and penalties for three-year-olds over 1,200 metres at Group 3 level, Joel. Uh, five Portland Sky for me. I think well worth another chance here. I thought he was very good at Caulfield. Should have gone close to winning. Held up at a key stage. 
And then down the straight, drew close to the inside, had to make his run in that part of the track. Never easy down the straight. And I thought he did a pretty good job when fourth behind September run. I think he can turn the tables. Um, or certainly not to turn the tables, but beat home a couple of key rivals that he beat home there. I think he can maintain that advantage, namely number one, Vela Quinta, who's going to be high up in the market as well. I've made him my best of the day, Portland Sky. I think he'd be very hard to beat. Seven, Bella Nipatina. Brings a slightly different form line. They tried her in the Moya second up. That was a bit tough, but back to uh, her own age and sex. She was pretty good at Caulfield last start, so I think she rates highly. Three, Rock the Ring. First up from a spell. Did a, a pretty good job in that first prep. Two wins and a couple of close-up finishes. I think he certainly uh, creates interest with a slightly different form line. And one Veliquenta next best. Five, seven, three, one. Yeah, I'm two with Portland Sky. Yeah, I'm not much like a Caulfield, as, as you mentioned, Joel. Two back, but thought the run at Flemington down the straight was good. The winner, September run, came down the outside. And as you said, she was uh, he was um, close to the inside there. So, look, he's a talented colt. Up to 1,200 metres, I think, suit him, and he's my top pick. The seven, Bella Nipatina, um, led them up group three two, uh, two, two weeks ago at Caulfield. Um, stuck on okay there. Uh, was only beaten a length and a quarter by Swatstat, who uh, is one of the main chances in the Coolmore Stud Stakes on Derby Day. Um, she's going well this preparation and deserves to add another win to um, her one win out of <coughs> ten starts. So I think they're the main two. Valaquenta if here, also down a run in um, at the Valley on Friday night, and in for fourth over the four Ice Ice Baby. Um, importantly, won at the track, won Mooney Valley last start, and the runner-ups come out and won a maiden since five seven one four. Yes, making it unanimous for Portland Sky number five, Ice Ice Baby for second. Just uh, presented a perfect opportunity for the emoji. The emoji tip this week. Uh, free to move and Valaquenta 5, 4, 2 and 1. Race 4 at the Valley on Saturday. Lexus Phillies Classic, 1,600 metres, formerly known as the Mooney Valley Oaks. Set weights for three-year-old Phillies at Group 2 level, Joel. Gone with four, Incredulous Dream. I liked the win last week. Uh, she was six weeks between runs, stepping to 1,400 for the first time. Had the right run, but like the way she had to knuckle down and get past those couple of leaders, including Yes Baby Yes, who's in this race. If she handles the quick backup, I think uh, she can win again, number four. To beat two ecumenical, she brings the A-grade form. Two very good runs in the 1,000 Guineas Prelude and the 1,000 Guineas. Uh, just has a tricky gate to contend with, but uh, she should be very hard to beat. One Thermosphere uh, also entered for Sydney. I haven't seen if uh, she's out of any of those races yet, but she also comes with 1,000 guineas and five Queen of Rocks. Next best, four, two, one, and five. Yeah, um, with Joel, I was with Concredulous Dream Caulfield last Saturday, and um, I've always had a bit of a bit of time for her. She was up to the 1,400 metres, and I thought that would suit her. And she, um, look, she had a lovely run, given a lovely ride from Ben Mallon <clears throat> throughout it, and did enough late passing Yes Baby Yes. I think she'll only improve up to 1,600 metres. That's the impression I get. Um, so I've got to go in to stick with her. Hopefully she can um, handle the quick backup. Probably the only query. So the four on top, I'll have the one in next. Thermosphere was excellent winning the manifold two back after uh, sitting wide and just sort of held her ground in 1,000 guineas. This is a much um, a much weaker race and I think she can bounce back with it with a, with a strong run. Ecumenical was um, excellent in that 1,000 guineas. 14 up to 1,600 with that run under the belt now. 
And they've got a bit of a gap to the seven misconduct who uh, I think will just improve as the, the races get further for her. Four, one, two, seven. Ecumenical for me, great run in the 1,000 guineas. Drawn wide there and drawn wide again, I suppose, is uh, the main query. Thermosphere also out of the 1,000 guineas. Then missing between an incredulous dream, two, one, three, and four. Or a fairly skinny leg if you were playing the early quaddy. Race five at the Valley on Saturday is the Power Flow Solutions Stakes, Group 3 for Mares, four-year-olds and up, a handicap also over 1,600, Joel. Yeah, I don't have much confidence here, but I've gone for eight for Shino. She had no luck first up, took on the boys second up, and she was okay there. She sort of got into a bit of bother late, which probably exaggerated the beaten margin. Uh, winner this day last year in the, the previous race, the three-year-old Phillies Mile. So I think she can improve off those two runs. To beat 10, Paradis, both runs back have been quite good. I think she can certainly bridge the gap and possibly turn the tables on the favourite Sovereign Award. Two graceful glamour. Now, the amount of rain could be the key to her chances. She definitely prefers dry ground. So if we're sort of on seriously affected ground. She may even be scratched and safe for Flemington, but if, if the rain stays away, she's a chance. And three sovereign award, hard to knock uh, the way she's going. Eight, ten, two, three. Yeah, on the same late wavelength today, Joel, I'm with Fashino as well. I think the key is up to the 1,600 metres. Um, as you mentioned, she's a winner at this track this time last year. Um, it's not much luck at all in the first two starts back from her preparation, but back against the girls up to 1,600 metres and to a valley, she's uh, to a track she's had success before. Um, she ticks a lot of boxes, so uh, she's one of the better best the better bets of the day for me. Chino, the eight, um, in for second of the three. Sovereign Award is just uh, flying at the moment. Um, she's really risen through the grades nicely. This preparation was contesting benchmarks sort of 70s, 78s earlier in the preparation, but um, continues to measure up at whatever assignment Danny O'Brien throws at her. And four from six of the mile is a key stat. So. Eight to beat three, two, graceful glamour, um, be up on the speed and and um, we'll need a, a dry track. In for fourth, I have the nine, which is then a, a Toite who, look, I thought her running the Kilmore Seymour Cup last Sunday was okay. She's finished seventh to seventh, but she wasn't beaten all that far. She went back in a race that um, sort of controlled from the front. The key to her chance will be rain. If if the rain comes and we're in a soft six, soft seven on Saturday, even even worse, she's um she's riding this at, at bigger odds. Eight, three, two, and nine. Yes, I'll be staying out of this one. I for the record, I went for Sovereign Award to win again from I am elegant Bonvicini and graceful glamour. Three, eleven, five, and two. Race six at the Valley on Saturday is. The Drummond Golf Vars over the Cox Plate course of 20, 40 metres. It set weights for three-year-olds, of course, and it is a group two job. Yeah, I've leaned the way of number three, Cherry Tortoni. I think it was a real late decision for them to, to decide to go to Sydney for the spring champion, just the million-dollar race and the, the lure of that probably drew them in. But uh, I think, you know, he's, he ran okay, which is perhaps a bit disappointing if you're a real fan of his, but... I think he can improve. His previous two runs were very good coming through the, the Exford Plate and the Stutt Stakes, and I think he deserves another chance. Cherry Tortoni on top of six young Werther. Certainly a horse of uh, very good staying promise. Didn't have much luck at Flemington last start and could probably be unbeaten. 
Seven, Johnny Get Angry, was warming up nicely in that same race. He'll love 2,000 metres. And one, Kwe Kwe, was the winner of that superimpose. So he certainly has to be respected as well. Three on top for me from six, seven, and one. I've gone with the five here, Captain Corelli. I'm really looking forward to seeing this Colts. Uh, Travis got pulled up the 2,040 metres. Um, he was solid enough in the, in the Guineas prelude two back and then quite uh, a firm surface uh, last start in the Caulfield Guineas. Um, so sat handy to the, to the speed there and, and boxed on okay. I think he's really looking forward to this longer trip now. Bred to enjoy it too. That's a Tavistock Colt. Out of a Savabeal mare. Um, so the five on top, Captain Crowley at a sort of an each way price. The three and next, Cherry Tortoni. I'm gonna, willing to forgive that last start run at Randwick. Um, Fitter for that now, fourth up, and did like his run behind Glenn Finnick here, two back. The six, Young Werther, um, could be the, end up being the best horse in the race. He's, what he's done two, in two starts so far has been quite impressive and should be unbeaten, really. And in for fourth, I have the one. Quay, quay. Five, three, six, one. I have gone with um, Young Verta in that race to beat Johnny Get Angry, Quay, quay and Cherry Tortoni. Six, seven, one, and three. Race seven at the Valley on Saturday is the Schweppes Crystal Mile. Back to the 1,600 metres here. Wait for age, group two, job. Gone with uh, four Olmedo here. Hoping the track's not too rain-affected because he didn't seem to handle it at all with his Australian debut in the Ajax. He travelled well into the corner, and as soon as Michael Walker let him go, he just floundered and, and never handled it at all. I like the way he's been trialling up in Sydney. His last couple of trials have been good. Uh, he's well found by the market. I was you know, hoping, expecting to sort of get 7 $8, but he's a lot shorter than that. Um, yeah, so just pending pending what happens with the weather, I think he'll run well for Almedo. Six, Age of Chivalry, ready to win. That two-rack run was good. I think he can run the mile out from a good gate. Eight, Chief Ironside. I was with him in the two-rack. Got a bit excited at about the 300 when Hugh Bowman got him into the clear. He just didn't savage the line, but ran pretty well. And, of course, he did win this race last year and won Holmesman. This is his sort of go. Uh, wait for Age. Just... Um, well, he's proven at Group One level, but you know, back to this Group Two, he should be very competitive. Four, six, eight, one. With the two Kingsville Dream, who um, look is two thousand back to sixteen hundred meters, um, off a, a decent enough run in, in the Turnbull Stakes, so only been two and a half lengths from very elegant. Um, he's uh, uh, this is one of the, the weaker races he's seen for some time. He was this time of the preparation earlier in the year, fourth up. He was very good to Doncaster. Um, without a whole heap of luck. So um, I'm hoping he can uh, bounce back and, and deliver the first win since winning the Turnbull Stakes last year. Kings will dream. He's on top for me. The two, the six in next age of um, Chivalry, who was excellent in the Turak. Um, I think a, a track like Mooney Valley will be up his alley. The four, Almedo, and in for fourth, I have the eight, um, Chief Ironside. But keen to play through the first couple, two, two Kings will dream and four and um, six age of chivalry. Two, six and four and eight. Chief Ironside for me, last year's winner from the classy homesman Olmedo and age of chivalry. Eight, one, four and six. That was the first leg of the quaddy at the Valley on Saturday. The second leg is race eight, McCafe Mooney Valley Gold Cup. 
over 2,500 metres. Set weights and penalties, four years old, end up group two, Joel. Going with 12, Polly Gray here. Um, kicking myself for not having something on on Wednesday morning when looking at the markets off nominations just before they came down. She was $51, and I thought, well, for sure she's not running. And here she is, and now she's $11 in the field. So I'm a bit dirty there, but I think she's... Well, gee, she's tough as nails, this girl. She's been up for a long time since arriving in New Zealand, ran well in the Winter Championship final against Circoni, and she's just gone around continuously and run really well without a lot of luck. Her naturalism run was excellent, and then I thought her Cranbourne Cup run was very good. Just left the run too late there. But she's racing like the extra distance is going to suit. The wet will definitely play into her hands if it is wet, and she gets a bit of weight relief. So happy to still to be on her at double figures each way. From four, shared ambition, I thought... Yeah, Craig Williams took off too early last time in the Bart Cummings. Just exposed him too soon. I thought he ran pretty well. He's uh, knocking on the door and I think a deserved favourite. Five trap for fools. Runner up in this race a couple of years ago. And I think he's ticking over okay. That Underwood run was more than satisfactory. And then I thought at Cranbourne, he was pretty good there up on speed with the big weight. Dropped seven kilos. He'll roll forward here third up. He might give them something to chase. And seven sound. Long time since he's won. In fact, he hasn't won in Australia, but he's racing very well and certainly in the mix. 12 on top from four, five, and seven. Will it be with shared ambition, probably on his last chance with me? Um, face value and probably to the stable as well. Hasn't had um, the greatest of preparations, but I don't think he's been going too badly. As, as Joel mentioned, it was exposed a long way from home there. Um, had to sort of sustain a long run and wasn't beaten all that far in the Bart Cummings. Has that run on the belt? Any rain will certainly assist his chances, um, Shad Ambition. So you find that form he showed early in his Australian career, um, I think it'll be hard to beat in this. So the four on top, the eight in o- next Ocean X, who after winning the Rams in, in May has been uh, set for the Melbourne Cup. Um, so fourth up. So it's sort of been ticking over okay, this preparation, but looking forward to these longer trips now. Fourth up here, it's 2,500. She can certainly figure the 10 in next. Salino, good form in Europe, albeit over quite a little bit further. Um, is 36 down to 2,500 metres here and about a month and a half off. But um, market likes him and I think he ran a good race for uh, his Australian debut. And in for fourth, I have the seven sounds going well and, and deserves a win sooner rather than later. Four, eight, ten, seven. I'm giving Shared Ambition another chance as well. I've got Hush Ryder in for a second, although uh, won't want the rain to arrive. I would hope possibly might be uh, taken out if it does. Miami Bound is another one who's probably on her last chance and uh, Ruffy in for fourth in Supergirl. So four, two, 11 and 13 for me. The big one at the Valley on Saturday is race nine. It is the Ladbrokes... Cox Plate, and it is worth $5 million standard weight for age over the 2040 metres. And before you get into it, you probably should note that um, both the Aidan O'Brien train runners, Armoury and Magic Wand, are going to be subject to a further vet inspection, having shown signs of lameness, Joel. Yeah, not ideal. Um... Uh, so look that you know, maybe if you're a fan of Buckhurst don't tear up your ticket you might uh, sneak in after all um, I am with the three year old 
here in the Cox Plate, 14 Grand Slam. I think he can run a super race. So I liked him in the Caulfield Guineas, and bless him, he held on for third at a at a whopping price. He showed he could go forward and, and run a really strong mile there. Don't see much pace in this year's Cox Plate. Um, Magic Wand can definitely go forward, but... Uh, Outside of her and Grand Slam, I don't think there's an awful lot of speed. So, and Magic One might not even be here. Um, so, Grand Slam for me, I, I think he just, we know three year olds often run well in this race, and he's got the pattern to take uh, advantage of that weight. Um, so, I'm with Grand Slam at 20 to 1 to beat nine, Acadia Queen. I thought she had Russian Camelot's measure fair and square in the Caulfield Stakes, and I think she beats him home again. They've got her right. The bar plates came off for that Caulfield Stakes and she showed her true colours. So I think she's in the zone now and very hard to beat. Three fierce impact, I think, is crazy odds. thought his Maccabi Diva win was good over Russian Camelot. I thought his Hill Stakes run was very good in defeat. He couldn't possibly win the times they ran home, considering he settled that far back. I thought it was a very good run, though. And, yeah, I don't think he deserves to be those odds. And 13 Probabile. Maps to get a soft run just behind the pace and will get her chance to run 2,000 metres. She is racing very well. I just had that slight query over the trip, but she is, as I said, drawn to get all favours. 14 on top for me from 9, 3 and 13. All right, yes, yeah, so a bit of a nervous wait. I'm with one of the uh, O'Brien runners in the 12 Armoury who um, was a month and a half between runs, last seen in a pretty hot Irish champion, Group 1, um, back in Europe, uh, the two that beat him home, Magical and Gaiath, obviously superstars over there, and then beat a horse called Sotsas, who um, won the arc its next start. So the form is pretty elite. Um, comes here in, in good order. Lightly race color, only 11 starts, but the stable have said during the week that he, um, his form was better than Adelaide. Let's say Adelaide, who came over here and, and won the Cox Plate in 2014. So Right, things have been said until I heard about the um, the vet check um, coming up. So hopefully, he can get through that and, and run competitively. He'll be up near enough near the speeder, as much speed as, as Joel said, but he'll be sort of in the top top half of the field on vi- on visage, and and we'll run out a strong t- two thousand forty meters. So on top, the twelve Armory nine Arcadia Queen. Um, yeah, I think she was she had Russian Camelot's measure fair and square. In the in the Caulfield Stakes last start it was first the first go up to this two thousand meter trip and um, she was brilliant there lovely turn of foot the the wet track um, she's not hopeless on it um, probably favours Russian Camelot a, a wet track more it does Arcadia Queen but I think she's still going to be my second pick Russian Camelot in in for third and two Humidor who unlike most of the field has good form at Mooney Valley has seen Mooney Valley. On numerous occasions, obviously, a close second of Winks in the Cox Plate. Um, he's flying this preparation and can't be left out. Humidor um, in any of the exotics or multiples. 12, 9, 11 and 2 for me. Yeah, Arcadia Queen for me from Russian Camelot, as you've both suggested. Yeah, it's going to depend on how much rain does arrive. But yes, the bar plates, the dreaded bar plates came off and... She was a new mayor, very impressive. Beating uh, Russian Camelot can do so again. Uh, all other being equal. We've got Sir Dragonet in for third now with Mara Eustace. Last uh, did run past and finish ahead of Armory, over whom there obviously is now a question mark. Humidor, I 
endorse Daniel's comments for fourth. I could certainly uh, go wider than that for the quaddy. I wouldn't be ignoring the other uh, English horse in Aspatar. And, uh, yeah, so probably if Buckers gets a run, I wouldn't be entirely ignoring him either. But uh, it's a very wide and very interesting uh, Cox Plate, which makes a refreshing change after four years of Winks being very short and uh, a bit of a standout last year as well in Lise Grisheur. Finally, at the Valley on Saturday, last leg of the quarter, last leg of the duty, race 10, Ladbrokes Crockett Stakes, 1,200 metre, Listed event for three-year-old fillies, set weights and penalties. Hopefully we'll be finishing the Valley Carnival with a bang because my tip's come up 50 to 1 here. Number 11, Pretty Rossa. Thought she was good on debut at Mornington, sat outside the lead, controlled things, but then kicked away and won well. Just not overly great to begin in the Champagne Stakes at the Valley last start. Found herself in the worst ground. I thought she wasn't too bad, even though she only beat two home. She's been back to the jump out since, looked in really good order. Um, sweeping around her rivals to win that jump out. So she'll be rock hard fit. Hopefully she can begin better. And if she can, I think she can press forward from that wider gate. I don't think she should be 50 to one, probably should be half of that. So I'm with her on top of five written beauty, looked very smart also in Friday night. She's drawn the wide gate here. So not sure where they're going to go, but uh, equaled the track record first up at Canterbury, won very well. There was a fair bit of depth for that race too. Four highly discreet, was excellent in that champagne stakes Two runs back and then didn't quite zip home with the same gusto at Caulfield, but uh, certainly worth another chance. And one Minage comes through the September run form lines at Flemington. 11 on top from 5, 4 and 1. It's a good betting race. This, um, yeah, Britain Beauty takes up quite a percentage of the mark and there's an easier race for her on, um, on the Friday nights. Uh, if she likes to go there, she's drawn better there. She's drawn wide here. So uh, certainly a chance of here, but I've got La Mexicana on top. The Anthony and Sam Friedman trained Philly, um, which was only a benchmark 64 at Cranbourne, but she was um, super impressive. I thought sat just outside the leader and, and bolted in one with a bit in reserve. Um, she's, I think she'll measure up, up into this sort of listed level. I think she's a really good horse and, Pretty decent price around the five dollar five fifty mark. I'm keen to play her. She's one of the better bets on the card for mine. Race ten, number eight, Britain Beauty in there. If here, I think Stella Pauline and Raisin Detre are two that are over the odds, and we'll be throwing into the quaddy hope um, for a bit of a collect. And Minaj has to be included as well. Eight, five, seven, two, and one. I'm with Daniel La Mexicana from Britain Beauty. Got Maha and Minaj in for. Third and fourth. In fact, made La Mexicana my value bet on the program, which 550 is, I suppose, reasonable, but uh, it's going to be a lot less than that if Written Beauty does come out. Uh, my best was race seven, number eight, Chief Ironside. And to review the specials on the Valley program, we've got Daniel's best is La Mexicana, uh, which is race 10, number eight. And Daniel's value was race five, number eight, Fashino. Joel's best, race three, number five, Portland Sky. Value bet race 10, number 11, Pretty Rossa. So specials galore in that last event on the card. We head once again to Royal Randwick for Sydney Racing on Saturday. And uh, the highlight is the million-dollar Bondi Stakes. The first of the black type events is race three, and that is the AMD Brian Crowley Stakes, 1,200-metre listed event 
set weights and penalties for three-year-olds. Lean the way Joel. number one destination. Last couple of runs have been very good. Uh, the Heritage run behind Wild Ruler, who's a subsequent winner, looks the right form for this. Had the best last 600, 400, 200 of the meeting. Uh, think number three, the bopper's the hardest to beat. He's got a bit of a bit of a spruik about him, this bloke. Won his first two starts at Tamworth and Scone. Kicked off at Canterbury. And I thought he ran well. He was beaten at $1.60, but the winner, Black Magnum, has got plenty of experience on the board, an older sprinter. And I thought the bopper ran well. No doubt he'll strip a lot fitter. I think they're the two. Four Ocean Emperor won well at Wyong first up, also against older opposition, and two on the lead. Chased home wild ruler in the Roman Consul last start. One, three, four, and two. Pretty keen on destination. Here he's my best all day in Sydney. Um, he's been excellent the last his last couple at Rose Hill. Um, second to Prime Star, who will run a race in the Bondi Stakes later in the day. And Wild Ruler, who's since won again, and um, I think will be one of the horses to beat in the Coolmore Stud Stakes. Um, it's as Joel said, it's the right form. Um, I think he's the best horse in the race, and he'll be hard to hold out the one destination. The th- in second up, the two on the lead, who's also chased Wild Ruler last start. Uh, that horse was uh, far too good for him that day, but he was good into second in the Roman Consul Group 2. Um, so clear second pick. Three, the bopper. Rightly race talented, um, and I think, and, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't shock. And, and then a bit of a gap then to the four, the listed lover. One, two, three, seven. Next of the black type races at Royal Rambic on Saturday is race five. It is the club's New South Wales City Tattersalls Club Cup, 2,400-metre listed quality handicap. Affairs. I've gone with Three Girl Tuesday, who I was uh, sort of with you know, this time last year, and I've sacked her. Anyway, I'm back on board in just what looks to be a winnable race. She's going okay, fifth in the Premier's Cup, sixth Kingston Town. Seventh in the Metrop after making an early move, Glenn Boss thought, well, you know, just staying back here as he had done the previous two runs isn't going to work. So he made an early move. She didn't quite finish off. But I think from gate one, Nashua Willow can just stalk the speed. Doesn't have to get too far back. Doesn't have to make an early move. She should get her chance. Six Naval Warfare, on his best form, he's right in this. I thought his Mornington run was quite good with the 59 and a half on his back, drops down to 54, looks well-placed. Five attention run. If she runs up to her Newcastle Cup run, she can clearly win. She did nothing in the Met drop, but uh, she's right in this on her best form. And seven Scarlet Dream, bit hit and miss. She was excellent fresh, bit plain second up, but did bounce back at weight for age in the Craven Plate last week. This is her third run in as many Saturdays. Three on top from six, five, and seven. Sound a bit like a broken record, but I'm with... To Rondonella again. I think she's going better than the form suggests. She was um, solid enough in the Metrop after sitting wide and was back and uh, was like running on okay there without threat and then sat closer at, at uh, Randwick, faced the breeze there and um, was a little bit disappointing late, but I thought there was a, a genuine excuse. This is a weaker race. Um, she's going to, to get a good run again and this is a last chance saloon for me. So the two on top, Rondonella. I've got the three in Next Girl Tuesday who um, uh, three weeks between runs after after that Metro performance. Um, she was pretty solid there at a big price. Uh, again, the form prior I think is better than it reads on paper. The seven in Next Scarlet Dream um, going, around, going along okay and i got the one in for fourth, Grey Line. Um, good winner beating 3-5-2 in, at Doombin 
Queensland Cup last start. Uh, two, three, seven, and one. The big one at Randwick on Saturday and first leg of the quaddie is race six, bar 83, Bondi Stakes. 1,600 metres, set weights for well, three-year-olds, three Joel. Eliza Beal here, number nine from the John Sargent Stable. Good winner at Wyong and Hawkesbury and then stepped up to stakes grade last Saturday in the Reginald Allen. She was just held up in a bit of traffic early in the straight. I thought she wound up nicely last 100 metres. She's out of as a Beal mare. She's drawn well, and I think she can run out the extra distance and beat the boys. Uh, one pelts up, very hard to run down. He just dropped back a... A notch in grade in the Stan Fox and was too good. This is his uh, sort of level again, so he'll take plenty of catching. Two Prime Star was very good chasing him in the Stan Fox. Drawn wide again, so whether you know he might just have to give him a bit of a start, and that's going to be uh, the key whether he can run past Peltzer. And eight Thermosphere, as mentioned earlier, also in at the Valley, but if here can be competitive, nine, one, two, and eight. Not all that much between these, um, well, the ones coming out of the Stan Fox anyway. I think I'm going to be siding with the three Acrophobic, who's steadily improving each time he steps out. Um, up to 1,600 metres, I think, is the key for him. And John will do no work there in Barrier 1 with Nasharilla on board. Um, I think he can turn the tables on Prime Star and Peltzer. I think we'll both be thereabouts again. Um, and then for fourth, I'll have the eight Thermosphere if here. Three, two, one, eight. Race seven at Randwick on Saturday. Daily Press Nivison. 1,200 metres set weights and penalties for the Mayors at Group 3 level. Joel, you have spoken, as you mentioned earlier, to Mark Newnham this week on page 102 of your winning post. He's got a leading chance here in Blazing Miss, and you I am, are yeah, he's on talked me into side. it because it's a wide open Nairs race with plenty of chances, but sounded pretty confident, did Mark. And look, she's just a, a good, genuine mare. This is her toughest test to date. She did earn a bit of black type as a two year old, but since then, she's been taken along really slowly through the benchmark system. She's won three benchmark 78s, in fact. Won one of those first up with 59 against the boys. It was a tough win. She had to sustain a bit of pressure racing. In the lead, but away from the rails. Thought it was a good win. She's three from four at Randwick, three from four second up. It has been a target race, and she drops to 54. So in a race with plenty of chances, I was happy to be on her each way. From eight, a theory. She's in the zone now. She took a while to notch that second career win, but she's put two back-to-back. -back. She's going great guns and can win again without surprising. Six, Wonder Bar. She's a bit of a ripper too. 14 top three finishes from 16 starts. How can you knock that form? Bit of a freshen since her run in the Tibby. She maps to get a good run. And four gen rules has become a real model of consistency. She deserves a black type win, as a few of these do. She's certainly knocking on the door. Seven on top from eight, six and four. Yeah, with gen rules, I think she deserves to winning one of these races shortly. She's been excellent both starts this time in getting... Getting back and running on it as she normally does. The second to uh, hot bring on her. The Scirocco fresh looks good now. That horse has run a ripping race in the Everest. Um, and just think of the 54 kilos. I think this is uh, <clears throat> the right race for her, Jed Rural. So I'll be with her in Livison, the four on top, the eight in next. A theory who deserves a crack at this, um, at this sort of level. A couple of wins. She's won two on a trot now, a couple of bench, benchmark 88s. Um, but she's a likeable horse. She puts herself up there and 
And I think, yeah, as I said, she deserves a shot at this at this level. I think she'll measure up. So four to beat eight to beat two, sweet deal. Roll forward and, and take catching and in for four. The seven blazing miss, like the fresh wind. Four, eight, two and seven. All right, that wraps up the black type at Randwick. Daniel's best to recall was race three, number one, Destination. Joel's value bet we just heard about there, race seven, number seven, Blazing Miss. And Joel's best and Daniel's value bet are the same horse in the last. Race nine, number six, Betcha yeah, Flying. Well, Joel, you want to talk about my value bet uh, looking at the market. So I think she's come up double the odds that I was expecting. Um, she's... Ready to win this girl, but she was very good second up. She then came back to a midweek race and should have won. She was held up at a key stage and, and got out late and ran third. And then last time, a lot of money for her. She was up in grade, but down in weight. They tried to make use of that by pressing forward. Just had to do a bit too much work, and then she knocked up late. Back to 78 grade. She does go up to 58 kilos, but I think she can be ridden quieter, and that's the key. I think she's a great each-way bet in the last yeah, not much to really add. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised by the price. Um, she went up. I thought she was going to be sort of seven, eight dollars this one, but she, um, yeah, back back in grades was seventy eight, and um, and not much to really add to what Joel said. Betcha flying. I'll be having a good crack at her in the last. They are racing on the parks track at Morfordville in Adelaide on Saturday, Daniel. And uh, you're just picking up the ones and twos there early, playing through the V, uh, building a bank for later on with uh, a Team McAvoy runner who is quite fancied second up. I speak of race two, number yeah, three. You um, had me at Jeremy Blue. fans. I thought she was excellent, fresh at this track. Find BOK, who's a pretty um, good performer in, in that part of the... Australia um, <clears throat> wins a lot of races and, and runs well, but this she's a lightly raced mare. You had me at the low. She carried no weight after the, the Jess Eaton claim. Second up winner in the past, and I think uh, the best of the day. Clearly in Adelaide, uh, in race two, number three, the value. Um, well, I'm going to stick with Oh Please Diana, who's racing again after. Well, she broke my heart last week. I'll be honest. She. I thought she had the race won, um, and then when the hardy last, the winner went past, she sort of kicked back and gave me uh, sort of a bit, bit, bit more hope, thinking that she's going to sort of grab it, grab the win and on the line. But she, um, to no avail, she was well back that day. She was seven fifty in the five. Um, she is a very, she's a coming winner. Uh, this is not much harder at all. She's not as big in the price, about five dollars, I think, but. I think that's a good price for her. She'll, she'll be hard to beat, and I think this might this might be the one she um, breaks through for her second win. Oh, please, Diana. She's a better horse than benchmark 76 grade. I think she'll be winning better races in time, and I'm going to stick with her. Race eight, number seven. I'll be having Joel, a little any thoughts on Adelaide's race three, number nine, heavy rotation. If it runs, I see no jockey listed. And she was entered, I think I mentioned her on this podcast about five or six weeks ago, and, and she didn't, uh, she ended up being scratched. So just watch this space. But I backed her a couple of starts when she was with Gerald Ryan in Sydney. The debut run said she had wins in store for her. She was excellent fifth behind Holyfield. It was a strong race. She failed on a heavy nine after that. And then her first up run, her one and only run last prep, she was heavily backed and was a little bit disappointing, I guess, hence why they moved her on. But I think she's got talent and she's going to be big odds. So if she goes around, have something on race three, number nine. 
Doombin, the venue for Brisbane Racing on Saturday and a massive card. It is two, ten races. Daniel, uh, you found us one early on the card and uh, the question being, we've got a horse by I Am Invincible out of Unswerving. What do you call it? You call it yeah, I Am Swerving. Well, owners do that. Um, for the creativity wouldn't hurt. But regardless of the name, I'm, I'm going to be with it. I think he's the best on the program. Um, he's a really talented horse, I'm swerving. His win two back over 1,200 metres I thought was really impressive. One with something in, in reserve there. He then sat wide last start. That was over 1,400 metres and he just had a dash late. But what, it's back on okay. He's only beaten a length by mass destruction. That horse has come out and won impressively last weekend in Brisbane. Um, so I think it's the right form. Um, drawn out pretty well in barrier six. Uh, ben Thompson riding well since relocating up north to Brizzy and at $5, I think he's the best of the day. Um, race two, number three. In terms of a value, we go to uh, race number five, 2020 metre benchmark 72. I'm with the Simons Latson trained checkmate lad. She's on the backup. Uh, he's on the quick backup from last Sunday with a narrow second there. He had to work sort of early on to find his spot up on the speed, but... Um, and despite doing that work, he's, he kept he kept on really well. He's only narrowly beaten. He's up in distance, which you'll relish, and a double figure odds in a race that uh, really falls away after maybe the first three or four. Um, I think this is a really nice race for him to um, break through third up. So I'm with Checkmate Lad. Pretty keen on a at an each way price. Race five, number ten. No, nothing for Doombin. Joel, any thoughts about Doombin? On the topic of uh, names, uh, I saw a two-year-old trialling the other day from the Waterhouse bot team called I Like Big Putts out of out of Very Choosy and from Rick yes. Jamison, who has given us in the past Scratchy Bottom and Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that the All Black, is it? The All Black, indeed. Gilgai Farm. So, yeah, I Like Big Putts. I think it was scratched from a trial the other day, so it hasn't actually trialled, but... Uh, no doubt will create some interest when it goes around. Yes, for the many fans of Sir Mix-a-Lot. Um, Ascot, the venue, as usual, for first racing on Saturday. There is a stakes race. It is race seven for three-year-olds over 1,200 metres. The Belgravia stakes at listed level. BJ's going with the favourite, the boom horse over there, number four, Clairvoyance. Does think number seven, Queen Brown, is a chance to uh, knock off the favourite uh, with Real Grace and Gemma's son for third and fourth. That's four, seven, 11, and one in race seven. BJ's best, well, uh, buttering up on the very impressive first start winner who uh, does not get penalised here for Tail Femme, race three, number one in the two year old plate. And his value bet is another follow up, uh, although this one wasn't quite so successful, and that's naughty by nature. Race five, number 10, at around about eight bucks. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing in Hamilton at Tarapa. And at yeah, and a couple of decent meetings too. Uh, plenty of guineas bound three-year-olds going around. At both meetings, my best comes up in the soliloquy stakes for the Phillies at Tarapa. Race five, number nine, Tokarangi has uh, recently changed hands and will no doubt be Australia bound, has been bought by... Aussie Keir to run in the Tagaloa Colours, and she is very smart. She was excellent first up without a lot of room, flashing home for fourth. 
Uh, she's a daughter of Redwood, bred to get further. I think she'll be very hard to beat race five. In terms of a value bet, it's more of a, a two-pronged attack in the other feature, race seven. Sort of going outside the square here and finding a couple of roughies. Hard to win a race like this at first start, but I think she, he's got something about him. Number 10, Odin Power, a first starter. His two trials have been really good. Trudy Thornton riding very well. And uh, at big odds, I'm going to be having something on him. And also number nine, Highland Whisper, who I did have something on on debut off some good trials and uh, cricket score odds, unfortunately, ran fourth off a tough run. But I think they've both got talent. I mean, a, a tricky race. I could recommend maybe having a couple of dollars on the pair of them. Over at Rickerton, the best bet comes up in the last. Race 10, number four, Latrum Lad. Newcomer to South Island Racing. One on debut for the new stable. Had to round up his rivals out wide and, and came clear late for a good win. This is an overly strong, and I, I just thought on the strength of that win, there were more in store. So happy to butter up again with him. Race 10, number four. And the value bet, race seven, number nine, Elizabeth Rose. Been following this daughter of contributor. She's getting better with each run. She went forward and gave a, a good kick last time out, holding down third. I think she was 20s into 10s there and ran well. So I think she's worth another look. Race seven, number nine. That wraps up uh, another big Saturday of racing around Australasia. We're not finished there in your winning post. Of course, we take you right through from Friday to Sunday, and we've got three cup days covered on Sunday at Sale, Sananad, and Coonabarabran. And Sale, of course, the Sale Cup is a big race. It's a $200,000 listed race. It is race seven there on Sunday. And Daniel, the Godolphin horse, Faistos, uh, does look ready to attack there. Sure does. Um, probably the obvious one looking at the form. He was first up, um, second to Windstorm um, in a listed race. Um, his second up form is very good. He's rainy air, thy kingdom come, Dr. Drill, last preparation. Those horses all subsequently ran well in uh, stronger races. He's such an honest gelding. I think top four and 16 of 18 starts um, in the Quinella 12 of those. So, Drawn ideally, um, he makes a track to sale. He'll be really hard to beat in the cup race. That's race seven, number four. All righty, that wraps up the preview section of the show and takes us to our best $20 bets for the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Yes, Lazy Lobsters, and once again, we eked out a very small profit last week. Well, Joel, you were under extreme pressure, but uh, you took the bit between the teeth. You uh, flattened out, pinned the ears back, and literally <laughs> savaged the line with uh, Classic Legend, who was just never oh, in any was, danger. Yes. To what uh, a brilliant win that legend. was. He's a good horse, and yes, he's, uh, he's broken my duck, so uh, perhaps we should have played a bit of uh, the Dr. Alban sing Hallelujah. As a bit of a lead-in, but um, yeah, no, good to get one on the board. 
All righty. Well, I am going to go for my $20 bet this week to the Valley on Saturday, and I'm going to have the 20 a win on race four, number two, Ecumenical. Daniel? Uh, a couple of heartbreakers for me the last two. Hearts lifted in Brisbane two weeks back, beaten uh, and then mm. uh, Diana beaten the last start. So Perfect. I'm due, um, knocking on the door, as they say. Um, I'm going to go to Brisbane Race two, uh, I am swerving in the in the second race. Yeah, let's keep the momentum going, and sure. hopefully, or about forty minutes before yours gets up, Barks, mine can uh, lead the way. Race three at the Valley on Saturday, number five, Portland Sky. Alrighty, uh, now the run of guest lobster Huge Go Hugo unfortunately came to an end last week with Notorious One in Perth failing but we've seemed to have come up with another fan of shorties in Perth Wayne Morse is our guest lobster this week and Fatal Femme which Hugo won with two weeks earlier uh, Wayne is expecting Fatal Femme to keep her unbeaten record intact he's actually a black figures this time uh, in what does appear to be a stronger two-year-old race. If you would like to be our guest lobster, send an email by about lunchtime on Thursday. Have a look at the fields Wednesday. Send us an email lunchtime Thursday uh, with your selection of lazy lobsters in the subject line. But otherwise, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already online now. In the shops, first thing Friday morning, all the form for Friday, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and the fields for Newcastle Monday, and all, all uh, your favourite features, including plenty of great reading columns from Matt Stewart, Shane Templeton, Paul Richards, who also uh, has a blast from the past, past this week, Michael Clark, celebrating uh, his Cox Plate successes. Otherwise, have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners. And-